Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Matt. And I'm Evan. And uh, today we're going to talk about things that have... Uh, 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 we're going to talk about some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we normally do, I guess. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff, the stuff that you people are... Our uh, loyal listeners want to hear about stuff that pertains to uh, La Tech athletics. Indeed. Uh, uh, baseball season started. It did. Um, yeah, baseball season started. Matter of fact, I think there's a game going on right now, right? No, that was softball. Ba- uh, softball, yeah. Yeah, uh, softball yes. game just ended. So we'll talk about that and we'll we'll talk about a lot of stuff. Um because really all the sports except football are kind of going right now. So it's uh, a very exciting time, which is why I could not contextualize it into a single uh right i basically just had to say stuff indeed there's a lot of stuff uh to cover here uh we'll start out where we normally start out during basketball season with men's hoops um not going well evan yeah no i i wouldn't describe what happened as going well for sure um matt uh what what happened well uh i'm gonna go ahead and uh, just stick with the the theme of tonight's episode some stuff happened okay Uh, well some stuff Uh, unpleasant things um uh, yeah, the, the Bulldogs, Tech, uh, they're under 500 on the season now, Evan. Yeah, the Bulldogs lost both of their games last week, uh, which of <sighs> course is, is sad news. But I think the uh, biggest news from the week was that Kobe Williams has yes. left the program. Um, yes. Sounds like it was, you know, Coach Hester said they, they talked and it was, you know, they decided it was best for his future that he leave the program. Uh, it's not often that your leading scorer and, you know, pretty much shoe in for the first team conference, uh, all conference team leaves three weeks before the end of the regular season. So yeah. Um, imagine last year, Kenneth Lofton, just like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, I'm out of here in the middle. In I, the mid- I don't not- want to imagine that actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, in a way he did it. He left after his sophomore year. Uh, shouts out. Uh, hey, loft. And really uh, just, uh, all-star uh all-star weekend appearance from junior lofton but yeah yeah basketball in ruston was not quite as exciting this weekend um well if there was if if it was it was not uh the la tech bulldogs um they lost yeah both games like you said sub 500 on the season i don't even remember the last time tech was sub 500 at this point in the season yeah i think conkle's first year we were 500 if i'm remembering correctly um and i think mike white's First year, we were around there, too. So, you know, first year, it's and obviously losing your best player at this point, And now we don't really know. Yeah, we have no idea. You know, we've heard some speculation about it, but and it could we very don't well be that something's going on in the young man's life. So we're not here to speculate at all. Right, right. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, Kobe, we've really, really enjoyed watching you play in a bulldog uniform. Um, you're one of the greats, you know, uh, two time all defensive team in the conference. But he really picked up his offense this year, and it was fun to watch. Uh, he was fourth in Conference USA with 8.8 points per game. Uh, and like I said earlier, he was probably going to be first team all-conference this year, even though Tech, like you said, Matt, is sub-500. I mean, he's just that good of a player this year, um, kind of carrying the team to some of the wins that we've had. And I would tell you more about Kobe and his background and you know his time at Tech, but Tech already deleted this man's profile off yeah. the website. So, Which just begs the question again. Not going to speculate, but how? Yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty. I'm going to say extreme, but that was swift action. 
Yeah, it's funny because the, it sometimes takes them a while to update the roster with like new players that have come yeah. in. But Michael the Kai second that my, man leaves, they're like, yeah, he's out of here. It's like there's no trace of him ever existing. But uh, it is what it know, is. And yeah, th- Thursday night, the Bulldogs fell to North Texas. Um, it was actually a more competitive game than I would have thought if you told me last week before we recorded that Kobe was going to quit the program on Wednesday. You know, Tech kind of made it a game late, but they just weren't the same defensively without Kobe. Uh, we were down four points with six minutes and 48 seconds to go, but then we did not make a single defensive stop for the rest of the game. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty Yeah, bad. UNT hit their last eight shot attempts, and really the Mean Green couldn't be stopped inside. Uh, Tech had no answer for Usman. They scored 48 points in the paint. Usman got 20 of those and shot 61% from the field. So Tech yeah, just defensively uh, didn't have it. And interesting here, though, to look at when I'm looking at the uh, the, the team stats. Pretty even in a lot of areas. Uh, Tech actually took a few more shots, but uh, the one that strikes me the most is rebounds were actually in Tech's favor. They got a lot more offensive rebounds. <laughs> but uh, North Texas, six more defensive rebounds, and you lose the game by 10. So, I mean, that kind of plays a factor. Also, seven block shots for the Mean Green, one for the wow. Bulldogs. It wasn't a terrible... I mean, North Texas is number two in the conference. They're they're Pretty really good, good again this year. Yeah. And so, I mean, given the circumstances, like, you know, pretty good game from Keeson Willis, 18 points. And, uh, and Crawford only had 12 points, but he also had five boards, six assists, and four steals. So that's pretty good. Like, that's a pretty all-around performance from him. Um, you know, would have loved to see that be like 27 points or something so we could sure. come out with the win. But, um, you know, he kind of did it all. And we've got good players. I, I just, you know, this late in the season for something like this to happen is kind of. I mean, no one really saw it coming. We knew Kobe had some some issues. Yeah, he got uh, suspended for a yeah. game earlier in the season. He he wasn't in the starting lineup for like a couple of the like, yeah. you know, D2 and, games or whatever. So and, and who knows what's going down, but. Can't help but wonder if this game would have been a little bit closer with him in it. Uh, but oh yeah, I I feel like uh, that's a good that's a good place to kind of just leave Kobe behind now and right. got to focus on this team and who's still on the team as we head into March. Uh, really, yeah, not and we feeling... did play one other game too on Saturday. Um, Carl- I'm going to be real honest with you. I did not watch this game. I was out doing yard work and I could only listen to one tech sporting event on my. Uh, <laughs> my airpods while i was doing that so i chose to listen to the baseball doubleheader uh right instead choice. but right i did choice. see the halftime score was 48 to 30 charlotte and that did not yeah. surprise me one bit yeah it ended up being um, a lot more competitive towards yeah. the end but just another just another deal where looking at the stats tech had 13 more shots yep. 13 and just do uh, you see the field goal the percentage, percentage that charlotte nuts yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, Charlotte shot, shot a little over 62% uh, from the right. field. Tech got 43. And 43 is not horrible. No, 43 but, can win you some games but, if you play really good defense. But 62, I mean, that yeah. <laughs> that's just hard. And uh, you look at Tech had only six turnovers. and six, Only six turnovers? Only six turnovers. And, wow, that's got to be season low right there. Tech had six steals compared to one to Charlotte. Wow. And uh, I mean, and, and you, you said it earlier, tech made it competitive in the second half, but ultimately Charlotte made 20 of their 29 yeah, field goal attempts uh, in the first half. What are you going to do? 
Well, and that's just really hard yeah. to come back from. I mean, also shout out tech for only missing one free throw, 11 of 12. Dang. Uh, okay. Which is fantastic. I mean, and uh, rebounds tech out rebounded. They, uh, seriously out-rebounded uh, offensive glass, but again, lacked in defensive glass. I'm not really... really just boils down to contesting these shots. I, I mean, you got to take these guys' airspace yeah. away. If you're if they're shooting 62.2% from the field, are you even trying to contest? Are you just standing there? Are you lollygagging? You got to contest these shots. It doesn't matter if it's in the paint or if it's in the perimeter. You got you, you got to do better. Yeah, for sure. I and mean, what especially... Is- I mean, it sounds like the team is playing pretty sound fundamentals in terms of getting boards, getting to the line, like not turning the ball over. So that's actually more positive than what my takeaways were. Uh, Tech actually outscored Charlotte 32 to 26 in the paint in this, uh, in this game. So yeah, it just seems like for some reason they made all their damn shots, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, I told you what you could do. You can contest the shots. If you're, if I go back and watch the film and you got a hand in their face and you are contesting every shot and they're just draining them, yeah, there's really nothing you can do. Sir. I mean, if you get in a hot streak like that, or they, it's just one of those games where the opponent's not missing. Well, I mean, what really can you do? It just sucks. Yeah, and this week, I mean, upcoming here, we've got on the road at Western Kentucky, who's also having a pretty down year, um, and then at MTSU, who just absolutely murdered us earlier this season. So <sighs> if you recall uh, the Western Kentucky game, we went to overtime 74-74. to and we won that game 85 to 74. So uh, that was fun. Was. Remember when tech basketball was fun a few, like a few short weeks ago. Um, uh, those were the days. Uh, the computers are giving us about, you know, the, it's 74 to 72 predicted for Western Kentucky on Ken Palm and 73, 71 by Massey. Uh, both give us a low 40s percent chance to win. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Matt? We got a chance in this one. I de- definitely. These are pretty evenly matched teams. Uh, there's only uh, one win uh, differential here. Uh, so, of course, of course, Tech can win this game. Yeah, I mean, I really think we can. Um, Western's not the Western of old. Um, and you know what? I was going to come in all doom and gloom and say we're not going to win another game. But, Matt, you kind of convinced me with oh, your no. talk about the rebounds and the the turnovers. And, like, it seems like we're really cleaning up the game and, like, yeah, we allowed a 61 and a 62% shot performance from both of our opponents last week. We're like, that's not going to happen every week, no. I hope. Oh, God. So, you know, if we can hold Western to like 50%, we'll be right We'll be right in the position where we need to be to win. So I'm with you. I think we might we might pull this one out on the road. I'll say maybe like by three points. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll take that as well. I'll go ahead and say a, uh, I'll, I'll say a five or six point victory. Nice. And I forgot to mention it's 8 p.m. on CBS Sports Network on Thursday at Western Kentucky. Uh, Middle Tennessee is 3 p.m. on Stadium Saturday. And the previous result from this season was a big old loss, 68 to 51 at home. It was our worst loss at home since uh, I think the last time MTSU came to play uh, in Ruston. So this one's on the road at the good old Murphy Center there in Murph. Uh, Murfreesboro, big, big Smoesboro, uh, exactly. Yeah, big shout out, big, big Smoe. <laughs> um, Ken Palm gives us a thirty-two percent chance to win and predicts a seventy-four to sixty-nine loss. Massey gives us a forty-six percent chance to win and predicts a seventy-one to sixty-nine loss. Matt, what you got? 
Well, uh, God, I'm just so tired of losing, man. Uh, God, I don't know. Uh, it obliterated us earlier this year. Yeah. So it's our time to obliterate them. So uh, I'll take Tech by uh, uh, 12. Wow, Tech by 12. I mean, I would definitely take that. I don't think there's any way we win both of these games on the road this week. Uh, I think I think we're going to lose by, I'll say, 10. Well, that's... Uh, I, I'm not... I, uh, yeah. Sure, why Who knows, why, right? Why not? And here yeah, I that's am. That's kind of where we're at right now. Who knows? Yeah, if, uh, if they do win by 20 or more... Uh, we will uh, live stream ourselves reacting to Big Smo's major label debut. That's that is we will do that. Absolutely. Matt and I will will hop on and uh, and just listen to Big Smo yes, for with uh, however long his major label debut album lasts. It is oh god, forty seven minutes. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I don't know if oh, I can. You're make... not going to want to miss that. Um, actually, you're you're going to want to miss it. I hope that can string together some wins. They're certainly good at stringing together losses. So uh, let's get let's get some wins because I don't know how you. It hasn't really been a question I've had to ask in the last several years, but I'm not sure how one becomes eligible. I mean, no matter what your record is, you're in the conference tournament. Surely not. Yeah, it is this year actually. So it's uh, there's 11 teams in the conference. So I think the top five get a bye. Oh, I see. So everybody's in the conference. A tournament. Yeah, so the the bottom six will play the first round, and then so you can be zero and thirty. Inst- yep, uh, indeed. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Yep. So speaking of a team that's not zero and thirty, the Lady Texters had a, another good week. Uh, they won both of their games, and Kiana Walker was named Conference USA Player of the Week after Tech went on the road and beat Charlotte and North Texas. Walker put up forty two points and twenty three boards across both games. Um, as Tech won their third and fourth games in a row. So don't look now, but the Texters are getting hot. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. And... Don't objectify these women. <laughs> in, all se- in all seriousness, folks, the, the Texters are on a, a mighty hot streak. Yeah, uh, this is kind of what happened last year, too. Like They, they were kind of middle of the pack until February, and then Coach Storr just you know, got them ready, and, and we've had injury problems this year, and everybody seems to be getting healthy at the right time. So... You know, might be time to make another conference tournament run here, um, and it'll start this week at home on uh, on Thursday at 6 p.m. against Western Kentucky, who's currently number two in the conference. I think Tech is Tech is tied for fourth, um, and then they welcome MTSU, who's number one in the conference and number 25 in the nation, by the way, at 1 p.m. on ESPN three Saturday. So. Um, Massey is giving tech a 59% chance to beat Western and a 26% chance to beat middle Tennessee. Uh, Matt, what do you think happens in these two games here? Eh, fuck them up. Um, no, probably not. Hell yeah. Make it six in a row. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, oh man. Uh, yeah. Looking at this, uh, I, I, I say they beat, they beat Western. I, for sure they can beat Western. Yeah. I think so. Uh, the, the the tougher game is going to be MTSU. <laughs> MTSU are uh, nationally ranked MTSU. Got to give some uh, props yep. to the. It's pretty cool. Into MTSU nationally ranked team coming into the, coming into the TAC. The um, Lady Raiders. Yes. What's the difference between a Raider and a Lady Raider? Listen, I I couldn't. A Raider tell you. Uh, shouldn't it just um, be Raider? What about a probably? what about Raid her? Well, now you're just. Now you're just objectifying them too much. I'm very sorry. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Very, me too. 
But so <laughs> uh, the last time it looks like uh, they lost was yeah. to UTSA in a pretty close game. UTSA is uh, no, they are horrible. So yeah, why not? Did, did Middle lose to them? Yeah. Oh wow, maybe they're not ranked anymore. I don't know. Well, they but... lost to them back on the fourth, and they're ranked. Oh, okay. That was a. Uh, so last well, time Tech played MTSU, it was the final score is a little deceptive here. It's sixty-eight to fifty. Uh, but I actually watched the end of that game, uh, or the second half of that game. Tech was up, or Tech was tied fifty to fifty, or no, not fifty to fifty. I think it was thirty-eight all going into the fourth quarter, and then MTSU scored thirty-one yeah, points in the fourth got quarter. Pooped on. So. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we can hang with them. Now, can we get the job done? That's what I think I'm not so. sure. So. I think so. Uh, yeah, it's at home this time. So just go for it. If sorry-ass UTSA can do it, then Hell yeah. why not the La Te- Why not the texters? So uh, that being said, uh, they're, they're not going to win. So I'm, I, I don't know by how many they're going to lose. but uh, You think a split, though? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go split as well. I think they beat Western and, and lose to MTSU. Um, but you know, hold hold serve and, and stay in that top five mm. of the conference, which is where you need to be to get the bye. Indeed. All right. So other sports before we jump into our uh, our Diamond Dogs and softball team here. Uh, bowling placed second in the Midwinter Invitational, hosted by Arkansas State. They fell in the championship game to number one in the nation, McKendry University, whatever they are. Um, what is, what we also what was, had? What are they called? McKendry. M C K N D R E E. Wait, I missed a letter. <laughs> M C K E N D R E. They are a private university in Lebanon, Illinois, uh, which huh. is way southwest Illinois. That sounds awful. And apparently very good at bowling. Well, good for them. Good for them. Um, indoor track and field had the Conference USA Championships last week. Tech earned three podiums at the event. Kayla Watson took bronze in the women's 60-meter hurdle. Rodney Heath Jr. took silver in the men's 60-meter. I also saw that he's got four of Tech's fastest top 10 times already in his short career. I think this is his first year at Tech. Um, So it'll be exciting to watch him continue to develop. And then Yolanda Lewis took gold in the 60 meter women's with a personal record of 7.36 seconds. So shout out to those three, especially Yolanda for, for taking home gold. Yeah. Shout out to uh, those athletes that could just do shit. I could never even possibly fathom doing right. Uh, running, running. That, that stuff makes no, no sense. Not to at me all. all. Running one meter sounds like a death sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <One meter. laughs> <laughs> running one meter i get winded getting off the couch man could you do one meter in 7.36 seconds i think i could do 7.3 meters in 1.7 days okay. <laughs> I fucking, i'm so out of shape man i'm like a fucking dodecagon like it's like it's horrible uh, wow. i need someone to become my personal trainer i can't pay you and in no way will i show up but you can try <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, that yeah the, track- the last sport I have here before we get to baseball, we got tennis. Uh, they went to the Tulsa Invitational and went one and two on the weekend, dropping games or matches or sets or whatever the nomenclature is uh, to Wichita State six to one and then getting swept by number 21 Oklahoma State four to nothing, but then sweeping Oral Roberts four to zero. Good old Oral Bob. 
Tulsa is just a few hours away from me. Uh, let's talk about the Texters. Um, they played earlier tonight, so we'll go ahead and cover that real quick. Really hard-fought game against LSU at home. Um, LSU's ranked number 15 in the nation. Tech tied it up in the bottom of the fifth um, on a hit from... Ooh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was Sierra Sacco. Um, and then loaded the bases in the bottom or in the bottom of the sixth after LSU took a three to one lead in the top of that inning. And uh had so Tech had runners on first and third with no outs and ended up loading the bases with one out and then got nothing on the scoreboard. Yeah. Uh so really, you know, kind of wasted opportunity there. And then in the bottom of the seventh. We had two outs and runners on first and second. So the winning run is at the plate and uh, and ended up swinging at, you know, swinging and missing. So unfortunately, the Texters fell three to one, but it was a hard fought game considering that uh, Malcolm Butler said last year in Baton Rouge, Tech fell 30 to eight against the Tigers. It's unpleasant. You know, so uh, we made progress, I guess. Um, sure. So. <laughs> You know, jumping to last week, the Texans went four and two with a midweek loss at Southeastern Louisiana uh, before going to the Mardi Gras Mamba Invitational uh, down near Lafayette, where they beat Toledo, Manhattan, Florida A&M and Gardner Webb, dropping their only game in that tournament to St. Thomas. So, yeah, this week they will play uh, in the South Alabama tournament this weekend where they'll play Tulsa, Mississippi State. Furman and South Alabama in a pair of double headers. Uh, so, you know, they're seven and two right now, or I guess seven and three after the loss tonight, but you know, pretty good start. Yeah. Pretty good start. I think it was a sellout crowd tonight uh, at, for great. the LSU game too. So that's, that's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of stuff we like to see for sure. Um, so now we'll go to baseball, which everybody's been eagerly anticipating, right? We, we've been, hyping it up for a few weeks yeah. now. Matt, did you get to catch any of these games? Well, I, uh, no, but, uh, I'm gl- so a couple things had a very busy weekend. Uh, a lot going on. Went to go see Bruce Springsteen and here in Kansas city. And that, sh- that mm. took up all day Saturday, but I kept up with all the stuff. Uh, our boy, uh, right field dog, uh, was doing his thing. Uh, am I saying that correct? He's right. Right field dogs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just call him yep. Redfield Dog. He's one human. So, uh, well, that's true. Dog. He, he's a human. You get it. So, anyway, yeah, he's <laughs> a singular human being. Anyway, uh, he kept me up to date. Really appreciate it. Uh, you guys definitely need to check out his content. He's great. Uh, I know he's starting up his own podcast. Yeah, he started, yeah, a, started podcast up his own too. Podcast. I started to listen he's to that. Super engaging guy. Really makes the. Sometimes I, I'm just going to say it. We, a lot of people feel this way. Baseball can be really fucking boring. Uh, but uh, the way he looks at the, I mean, it's true, but uh, the way he looks at the game, the things he tells you to keep an eye out for and the things that he shares kind of makes you look at the game a little bit differently, uh, analytically speaking. So uh, go check out his stuff for sure. Uh, but I know that the uh, the series was split 2-2. Um, I know that there was uh, not a lot of fun to be had in the first game. It seemed like, uh, it seemed like there's a lot yeah. of rust on those... Uh, a lot of rust to uh, shake off or just, I mean, these are vet guys that are, some of these guys are vets. So it's a little d- disappointing yeah, to mean, see how some of it went, but yeah, I think obviously you look at the box score and we, we lost 10 to one in the first game. You give up 15 hits and only get four hits. Obviously that's, that's a disappointing start when you're so hyped up for the start of the season. Yeah. 
Um, you know, Jonathan Fincher started the game. It was his fourth straight opening game start. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but he probably wants to forget this one. Um, text pitching on the whole left a lot to be desired. Um, you know, as I said, giving up those 15 hits and 10 runs, but you know, to me, the bats were really the, the more disappointing thing. Um, we went three up three down really like four, five of the first six innings. Uh-huh. God set six of the first seven oh, no. innings. We, <laughs> we went. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and the only, the only hit in there was in the third, the, the third inning, Logan McLeod gets a double and that's the only hit in the first seven yeah, innings, pretty, man. Pretty miserable. Like just three up three down the whole time. Yeah. So credit to their pitcher, obviously, but yeah, it's just it just wasn't really a fun game for tech fans. Um, well, let, well, last you know, year I, I, there's a lot of talk about it. Last year, uh, BYU went 33 and 20. I'm not I'm not sure yeah. what they did. I'm not sure if they went to. A, I'm sure they went to a regional with that record, but uh, I'm not really sure how deep into the deep into it they went. I'm basically just trying to figure out how good of a baseball team they've been historically speaking. Yeah, I think I think they returned a lot of their players. Um, we didn't really preview them last week because we were so, uh, you know, sure intent on previewing our team. But you know, to me, it just seemed like Tech was kind of like playing tight, like not really loose at the plate. We had a lot of pop outs on early pitches, like we weren't working the pitcher at all. I don't know what his final pitch count was, but anyway, it, it was just a you know, not a great night at the plate. We did end up getting some hits in the eighth inning and uh, playing that one yeah. run on a uh, on a hit from Birchfield. So uh, shout out to the hero from last year's uh, conference semifinal game for that walk off sure. last year. But he got the only RBI in this game. I, yeah, I have we shit on CUSA TV yet? <laughs> oh, because oh that's another reason why I'm uh, glad. I did not, uh, I didn't, like I said earlier, I did not get a chance to, uh, watch any of this, but I kept up with it with, uh, Rightfield dogs. I kept up with diamond dogs, Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, but I know Evan wa- tried <laughs> to watch this. Um, oh my. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I've kind of, I've kind of put tech on blast on Twitter, um, about this and I, I just, I understand that like the budget is low and we've had people move on. But like at the end of the day, you have people live streaming like church (laughs) services or junior high baseball games that are like not only a higher video quality, but also like not cutting out every other inning and not like, like you're unable to get the like professional radio broadcaster that you have. The microphone doesn't work or what the the USB cord doesn't work or something. I don't know, man. It's just pathetic. And like, it's especially stupid because like, <laughs> if they just put out a call and said, like, we're fundraising specifically to fund a position to broadcast tech sports, yeah. that shit would get filled yeah, so sure. fast. Listen, I'm not a man of means, but I would donate to that. Like that yeah. capital fund. I would donate to like, I don't donate to other stuff cause I don't have the money, but I want to be able to watch <laughs> tech not, baseball. Not have. And to be fair by Monday, by the fourth inning Monday, it was pretty good. Well, that's a, that's good. <laughs> no, that was game four. But my God. Uh, so whatever they did by Monday, they need the to internet, keep that. And I'll just, bill. yeah, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I just, at this point, it's like, like Dave Nitz, Carter Carter's wetsuit. 
and like he was underwater. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, yeah, the first the first inning when I tweeted that first video, it was just like, what is even happening? Like, how is this technologically possible that this is so bad? Yeah, when you're questioning you know, their ca- technological capabilities to make it sound that awful. Come yeah. on now, guys. So I'm going to jump into game two here. Uh, Tech started out the doubleheader on Saturday cold on both sides again, giving the Cougars a 5-2 to two lead after three. Uh, Greg Martinez really just couldn't get his stuff under control um, early in that game. I think he went two innings plus five batters in the third. Late in the game, though, the bats woke up as Dalton Davis, one of the newcomers we talked about last week, and Phil Matulia, of course, the old standard, homered on back-to-back at-bats to make it a 6-5 BYU lead in the seventh. Tech then scored three runs uh, with help from some wild pitches and another RBI hit from Dalton Davis to make it eight to six, which was your final score. So BYU put up five runs in the first three innings or two innings, actually, and did not score, uh, you know, at the same clip for the rest of the game. So to me, the bullpen was really the story about this game and the bats finally kind of waking up for that. Yeah, it was. I, I know we still have another game to get into. Uh, you have one more. How many? You have two yeah, more to two get more. into. Uh, but splitting the series felt great. Uh, it, it, yeah, yeah. I know you got a little bit more to say, but especially with how BYU was hitting the ball because they they had fourteen hits in this yeah, game. That's... Um, and I, I misspoke too. It was it was five runs in the first three innings for BYU. So one run for the rest of the game. So yeah, what stands out to you about this about game two, Matt? Okay, yeah, I uh, I'm taking a look here at the bullpen. It, well, it, it looks like uh, Martinez kind of pooped his pants. Uh, he didn't <laughs> really have a didn't really have a good outing here. Two innings pitched, eh, not the three, best outing. Pretty Eight awful. hits given up in in two yeah, innings pitched. Five yeah, runs. I uh, walked three batters. I had three strikeouts, but my holy god, uh, Alex Sparks, who um. And the immortal words of Bruce Springsteen's number one hit, uh, Dancing in the Dark, you can't start a fire without a spark. Uh, Alex Sparks, I swear to God, if your walkout music is Dancing in the Dark, uh, from this moment on, you will have a fan for life, pal. So, four innings pitched, only let up four hits, uh, one earned run, uh, only walked one batter. Nine strikeouts is unbelievable. I mean, seriously, nine strikeouts from a... Four innings pitch, nine strikeouts. So 75% of yeah, the outs recorded insane, were strikeouts. I don't know his pitching repertoire. I don't know if you happen to know what he was throwing. I know Nathan would know, probably. I I uh, don't. But, yeah, uh, I, don't. I, I can't even <laughs> imagine. I mean, if he's just throwing heaters and making that happen, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, Sparks looks like he was kind of the hero of this game. Yeah, for sure. And he came in, you know, in a tough spot in that second inning. Um after Martinez had kind of not had his best outing, I'll say to be nice, but, um, and really just stopped the bleeding, right? We needed a steady hand. And I don't know if you remember last week, Matt, but we were talking about how the bullpen was the biggest question (laughs) and the bullpen came in clutch in this game. And, and really later in the series as well, because, you know, God sparks here. This is his first action as a bulldog. He's a junior transfer from Meridian community college over there in Mississippi. But, this is a guy that might be a starter this season, right? Like maybe some midweek or maybe works his way into the weekend rotation. If, uh, if there's some inconsistency there. So, you know, also wanted to shout out the other two guys who came in and basically put up clean sheets too, right? Nice. Like 
Nick Frag uh, Fragonals comes in, one pitches one inning, gives up zero hits, doesn't walk anybody, doesn't strike anybody out. Just hey, just gets three outs, man. Three up, three down. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Also, I misspoke. Dancing in the Dark was not a number one hit single. It was number two on the Billboard Hot 100 for a month. Also, what was it? Behind? I don't know. But also, what the uh, hell? How can I? Bruce Springsteen has never had a number one hit single ever. How well, all those corny ass, awful songs off born in the USA. Nothing went number one glory days born in the USA dancing in the dark. None of that shit went to number one. None of those awful songs. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know what their highest charting single is. Actually. I think uh, their, their current single made it to like number 14, which was actually surprising uh, to me. Highest but, charting single um, for, Dave Matthews bands and seven and I just do what we want. Believe it or not, they've only had nine songs on the charts. None of them have cracked the top 10. Uh, the highest charting song they've ever had. You would never, ever fucking guess. I would know you it? would not. <laughs> you would never, uh, ever guess what their number one, their highest charting single ever. Uh, don't drink the water. That is not on the list. I'll give you, I'll give you one more and then I'll uh, tell you. What would you say? No. Uh, what would you say was uh, not on the list either? It is off their worst Bim. album. Yes. Oh, is it American Baby? <laughs> oh, that song man. sucks. Sometimes hey, it's, hey, it's one of the best songs on that album, though. Baby, it's not saying much, but it is saying something. Picked All right, so Landon Tompkins. My though. God, that song! <laughs> oh my God, I did it. Was uh, peaked at seventy-one. I that, think that that's has gone, gone too way far. too far. Please. Um, okay. So yeah. Tompkins. Yeah. Yeah. Landon Tompkins uh, came in for the, for the close in the, in the eighth inning and actually tech still had to take the lead. So he ends up getting the win uh, going two innings, giving up two hits, two strikeouts, um, you know, ultimately getting the job done, holding, holding BYU down and tech gets the win eight to six. Um, the third game, <laughs> we don't have to it's talk no. about for too long. Um, Raleigh Hector, who we talked about last week, uh, got the start on the mound and things did not go well behind no. him in the field. I think more so than, you know, he was allowing batters to get contact, but there were a couple errors and just a couple of balls that should have been fielded. But, you know, they weren't they don't show up as errors on the stat sheet. But, man, it's like you got to You got to have that. Um let me just put it to you this way. He pitches the first four innings of the game where BYU scores seven and only three of those yeah. are earned runs. So, you know, not great no. defense behind him. And you got to shout him out, though, because, you know, after that five run second inning, you know, Burroughs kind of gave him a vote of confidence, left him out there, and he puts up two shutdown innings after that. So he was really able to stay in it, gives up a hit in the fourth but, you know, really shuts them down and, and gives Tech a chance. But the bats just didn't get going until late in the game. Again, Tech gets out hit for the third straight game, 12 to seven and loses eight to two in this game. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Uh, bullpen did a good job again. Um, only allowed one run after that second inning, you know, including Hector, like I said, bouncing back. But Caden Copeland getting three innings and Tanner Knight uh, finishing out. And, uh, you know, Copeland gave up one run. But other than that, I mean, the bullpen looks strong this whole weekend. So that's that's a pretty big takeaway for me. We've got one more game here to cover, and it's a lot more exciting. It turns out that our bullpen depth is pretty good, at least compared to BYU's. 
BYU was able to score two runs in the second inning, but that was all they could muster as the combination of Reed Smith with the start, Ethan Bates, the starting third baseman slash pitcher, um, and Landon Tompkins allowed just five hits, striking out 12 and walking just two batters. So, you know, our bullpen was able to get the job done in game four here to get the split and the bats came alive. Finally, uh, 10 to two victory here for the Bulldogs. And, uh, you had Brody Drost with two hits and three RBIs. Corona had two hits and Matulia added three RBIs on a home great. run. So uh, his last name is Drost. Uh, yeah. Yep. His name is Brody, Brody Drost. the most Drost. Gotta call yep. him the most. Um, I said, Brody BYU is toast. It was my joke well, on Twitter. Just, that's um, just apt. Stoot. It, yeah, it was, it was, it was not great. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, one hit for BYU after the bullpen takes over, Ethan Bates came in with five strikeouts, and two, two and a third innings of work. So oh, that's good. Uh, you know, you'll take that all day. Um, Landon Tompkins picks up another save. Or I guess I don't know if it's a save if you have if you're winning by eight. I don't know how that works. But yeah, so Tech's able to get the split. I mean, any takeaways for you, Matt, it from this whole series as, as a down. whole? It's it's so early. Yeah. You can't take can't take away a lot yeah, of negative, it, can't take away a lot of positive. I'm happy that it ended in a Yeah, I got I gotta say, you know, if Nathan were here, he'd say sample size, yeah, but right? So, Nathan just uh, he's he tries so hard to be nuanced. I'm not interested in nuance. So uh <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh it, it ends in a stalemate two two, and that's fine. I, I at the end of the season you can look back and if BYU wins forty forty games forty five games or whatever and be like wow they're a really good team okay. Uh, if they if they blow ass at the yeah. end of the season be like damn, uh, there's still such a long way to go. I saw things that I thought were awesome. Uh, Cor- Corona uh, just fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, Matulia doing his thing. Hitting some hitting a dinger, the bullpen, uh, Sparks doing his thing. Uh, I hope his walk-up music is uh, "Can't Start a Fire Without a Spark," aka "Dancing uh, Dancing in the Dark." Uh, that'd be great. Um, who was the fellow that uh, I forget now? Who our our buddy at Rightfield Dogs said was uh, like the fell- wild thing from uh, from uh, uh, Ethan Bates, Bates yeah. I think. Who he when he he came in to pitch. Uh, you know, he pitched two and a third innings, gave up no runs, and uh, just one hit, five strikeouts. Oh, it looks so, like yeah, a, it looks, <laughs> looks like Rayfield Dogs knows a shit um, for sure. So, uh, yeah, and even you know, I think the starting pitchers will get things worked out. And um, but the bullpen was our biggest question mark coming in, I think. And uh, you know, again, it's just one for weekend, sure. but they showed that they can come in and stop some bleeding. So like. Definitely helped that's, in the first uh, victory. Yeah, definitely helped promising. in the one victory. But uh, who's the uh, next oh, series yeah. up against? Yeah, so um, next weekend we play Nickel State, and I'll tell you a little bit about them in a second. Um, I wanted to cover some of the batting stats here. Uh, Darius Myers batted 500 in the series. <laughs> Four hits, two runs scored, and he basically in that Monday game, he stole second base and third base and then took home on a wild pitch. So... <laughs> That was uh, that was pretty cool. He basically manufactured a run all by himself. He's a team captain, or they call him Bulldog Men, is what Coach Burrows uh, calls the captains. But That's um, good stuff from him. Uh, Dalton Davis with uh, with five RBIs on five hits, so that's pretty good. He's going to be that power hitter. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Philip Matulia already, already has two home runs. So yeah, it's going to be fun to watch this team, especially once the bats get going too. Cause it felt like in two of our games this weekend, they just couldn't generate anything yeah. or string yeah. together. So once they loosened up on Monday and BYU got a little too deep in their bullpen, uh, <laughs> we were, uh, it was a lot more fun. Sure. Yeah. So I was, I was going to finish out this series by asking if you have a pitcher of the weekend and a batter of the weekend, Matt. So I don't know uh, if you're prepared like, for that, gonna, but I'm going to pick sparks. That's <laughs> yeah. I think, I think sparks yeah. is the choice, man. I, I really do. I will say um, on hero is uh, Corona. Uh, just, uh, yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't run on our, don't run on our boy. Don't try to steal. You'll get caught. Yeah. So unsung hero Corona, uh, I'd go Matulia for bat. Um, I, I love home runs. Okay. Everyone like in, in sports, yeah, like I mean, for, for me, my favorite thing is a goal. I love goals in, in football, soccer, uh, we love touchdowns, but there's something about a home run, man. Something about a home run. I don't know if it's for me playing King Griffey Jr. Slugfest when I was a kid or uh, MLB High Heat 2002 or whatever. I love hitting home runs virtually because, let's face facts, I'm about as athletic as a paper cup. But uh, I just like, seeing home runs, I love home runs. So uh, Matilda is my uh, for bat. And uh, Sparks for uh, for pitcher for uh, the series against BYU. Yeah, I think Sparks is probably the right choice. I'm going to go with Tompkins though because he came in two games, uh, pitched four innings, and and really just you know kept us kept us alive in that um, that win on Saturday, and then you know Monday kind of just cruise control. But he only gave up two hits in those four innings and struck out four. So really just getting the job done as the closer, and that was another question mark we had. Um, coming in, obviously Bates deserves a shout out or a uh, shout out as well. Um, for batter, I gotta, I gotta go with Dalton Davis. I don't know if that's, is that who you went with? No, I think Matulia. No, you yeah. went with Matulia. Yeah. Davis crushed a ball, <laughs> um, in that, uh, I think it was a Saturday game. Um, and yeah, I mean, five RBIs, five hits already. Um, he's got an OPS of 1.014 after this first weekend. So, uh, can't wait to watch him continue, uh, to just smash baseballs. So, um, yeah, that's, that's our wrap up for that, uh, first series. And we got another series this weekend against Nichols state. This is also at home. Um, Nichols is coached by tech's former pitching coach, Mike Silva. Um, I believe this is first, um, this is his first head coaching gig they are three and one after an opening weekend against something called lindenwood Lindenwood. um don't know what that is or that means yeah they were picked to finish sixth place in the southland conference out of nine teams they did have four players named to their first team all conference in the offseason those are their first baseman edgar alvarez their shortstop parker kadu their uh, one of their outfielders, Zane Washington, and their starting their Friday night starter, Tyler Therio. Um, so Therio is going to be their Friday night starter. Last season, he posted a 3.72 ERA, held opponents to a 2.39 average, and struck out 74 batters. Um, on the other side, they were not a particularly good hitting team with no OPSs over one, and just three over 900. So really, I think those uh, those conference players um 
Alvarez, Cadu, and Washington are going to be the ones to watch out for on, on that side. And then, you know, I think if if Nichols is able to steal one, I think it might be Friday night if they can if they can keep those bats cold um, with uh, with their starter Therio, who's pretty good. But I think Tech should be this should be a better matchup for Tech to kind of warm up and and get going here um, as they look into some you know as we look into the future of the schedule. I'm ready. Yeah, because we go to we go to Ole Miss yeah, next Tuesday. That'll <laughs> so, defending national champs. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be a thing. <laughs> yep, yep. A little two game midweek series there. So hopefully this will be a tune up and we can uh, we can come out of this uh, you know five and two on the other side of it and uh, yeah really kind of know what we have moving forward. Yeah, I that's definitely going to be a hell of a test, isn't it, Lord? So that brings us to our our GTPDD tweet of the week. Uh, this week I'm giving it to our guy, LaTeX sports central, who's been doing some really awesome work. Uh, so just shout out to his, uh, feed in general. Uh, he did these awesome spray charts where it shows you like where our hitters, you know, are the percentages of where they hit the ball. So he did a really cool one on Cole McConnell, but I'm giving it to a tweet about Alex sparks, Matt's pitcher of the week. And really the, I think the pitcher of the week, um, he makes these awesome baseball cards, uh, you know, sort of throwback, like bubblegum pack baseball card style. And uh, he made one for Alex Sparks really quickly because I don't think any of us were anticipating that kind of an outing from him. Uh, so shout out to LaTeX Sports Central and the work that he does to uh, to give us cool stuff on Twitter. Yeah, uh, for yeah, definitely. I mean, I a lot of good stuff about that guy and uh it's good content yeah so i get i guess we I guess it's a part work and that about wraps it up for the go tech please don't uh, die podcast uh as always what does nathan plug here nathan what do you plug here you typically plug the shop uh go what is it gtpdd.dog backslash shop you can get the uh the shirt of the month yep um uh it is a fantastic shirt evan what is it <laughs> it's the it's the uh lady texter style national champs uh it lists out the uh the different championship teams in the 81 82 and 88 and has script uh it's it's really cool honestly um and yeah that'll be available for the rest of february so check out whatever nathan's got up his sleeve next week for march uh not I, he doesn't tell us what they are so we can't, we can't even tease you no, yeah, we, don't, not really. we don't know um, um but I will, uh, yeah, I will say that, uh, yeah, Nathan has cooked up some great shirts ever since he started doing shirts of the month and a lot of other cool stuff on there for you guys to check out. So again, that's GTPDD, uh, dot dog backslash shop. And, uh, until next time I'm Matt and I'm go Evan. tech, please don't die. I kind of want to do baseball next so I can say, speaking of religious universities, um, well, that's but gonna, I've got softball that's gonna have to get edited here. Out. On <laughs> Who's editing this? Nathan. Where is he? He said he would edit. He just, he's, uh, he's traveling and didn't watch any of the sports. Um, so Nathan, feel free to edit this part out. Um, Where'd he go? But uh, he went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Did he go to the, so obviously he was in the dirty. Yeah. The dirty with a U.
Of course, my boy hit up Celine on Friday night. You already know. I don't know what that means. That was the parade that we went to on Friday you night said when we you went are, to Instagram. You said you already know, but I didn't know. But you were there. You went in 2013, Ten right? fucking years ago. Listen, if you ain't come to party, yeah, take, a bit take your bitch ass home. I cannot home. believe it's been 10 years. <laughs> My God. Now I'm old and I'm fat. Well, anyway. Uh, anyway, now Nathan can leave that all in. 